Warning, The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Virtually wherever you go, you've got these Nazi fascists shutting everything down. But I thought I'd play this song for you because my main topic today is really very, very clear. It's black and white. Can't argue with the data, can you? Somebody wrote an amazing article analyzing what would happen if all the illegal aliens left America. What would happen? We were told over and over again that if illegal aliens left America, our economy would collapse. We're told that they pay rent, they buy groceries, they buy clothing. And what would happen to America's economy if 20 million people went away? And so a reporter for the Denver Rocky Mountain News named Tina Grigio, Grigo, sorry, actually analyzed it. And she looked into the facts as a journalist of what would happen, what would happen if America actually respected its own borders? What if 20 million or more, I think it's more like 50 million illegal aliens, by the way, maybe 60. What would happen if 60 million of them suddenly vanished from our shores, from coast to coast, and they were gone? I have the data for you, and I'm going to covering that. I will be covering that because it's a very interesting story based on good research, something you will not get on Fox or CNN. That's the opening to the show. Thank you for listening. Good night and good luck. No, now we're going to go on to the other, the other things I'm going to talk about today. Yesterday was a lot of fun. I talked about roadkill because um, our governor, crazy governor, passed 700 bills since he became governor. 700 bills. 700 bills. I'm sorry, 870 bills. That's all that Democrats do is they write bills, taxes. And we went through them uh, yesterday. And Senate Bill 395 from Gavin Annie Tusum Newsom will allow California drivers who hit a deer, elk, antelope, a wild pig to salvage and eat the roadkill they create. And the same would go now for those who stumble on dead road animals. We had a lot of fun calls on that one. I don't want to relive it unless you have a good roadkill story. I don't want to do it. Someone called about a Chinese restaurant. They thought they were eating roadkill. I said, okay, fine. But I wouldn't limit it to a Chinese restaurant. That's kind of ethnic, uh, you know, picking on them, you know. I'm sure you're eating roadkill elsewhere in, these, in this country today. But again, I, I don't want to do that. I had a lot of fun with it yesterday. But I'm not doing Democrat, Republican under no circumstance. Baby radio is Democrat, Republican. Baby radio is Comey. Baby radio is reading every detail of what the Congress is doing and not doing. Baby radio, for those without imaginations, those who absolutely have no idea what talk radio should be, could be, was, and will be again once people with imagination and talent re-enter the field. I will not do it. I'm not just going to become a mouthpiece for the government or against the government. It's a bore. You can get that anywhere. So here's what I'm going to talk about today, which is the cost of illegal aliens in dollars and cents in another way, which is what would happen if they left. I'm going to also talk about uh, a three point two trillion dollars are being spent every year in federal programs that transfer income to people in America. Three point two trillion dollars given away in this country. I'll tell you how. Also, University of Connecticut students were arrested for ridiculing speech. Arrested, not punished, but arrested. Fascism is here. It's coming from the radical left. I have a hobby of sports cars, older sports cars. They're not particularly rare. I own two old Jaguars, a 1970 E-Jag and a 1960 XK150 drophead coupe, which I've had totally restored. They're beautiful cars, but they're not really that expensive. But I follow the sports car market, and I know that it's a huge thing. You all watch the Mikam Auto auctions and what once in a while, right? Don't you watch them? All of those car auctions. I'm going to have some shocking prices for you today on the rarest of sports cars where the prices have stalled, which indicates to me a recession is on the horizon. And you say, well, why are you saying it? Well, you want the truth or do you want BS? It's an investment-grade car. For example, a 1994 McLaren F1 LM Coupe sold for $19 million. Would you believe anything like this? Well, it's true. 
1958 Ferrari 250 GT, long wheelbase California Spider, sold at $9,905,000. I mean, the prices are beyond, unless you study this stuff, you're not going to believe the prices cars are bringing today. The rare collector cars, rare, rare, rare. But the overall sales for them are down about 30% from the year before. I'm talking about the rarefied atmosphere of cars. And I'm going to go through that with you a little bit today. And my headline is rare sports car prices stall indicates recession may be on horizon. If you want to call in on a rare collector car that you own, go ahead. You can call on that. Here are the headlines on michaelsavage.com. And you can call the show at any time at 855-400-7282-855-400-SAVAGE. Top story. Republicans storm secure room demanding more access to impeachment inquiry. I don't know. Republicans and Storm don't go together for me. Storm. Their idea of Storm is tapping lightly on the door. I would think that a good fist fight is in, is in store. We should become like the Serbian parliament where the door is broken down and they get into a brawl. At least we'd be getting something for our tax dollars. Don't you think that if Schiff could get into a fight with McConnell and they would like roll on the floor together? Or if you don't like it, what do you think of my idea about putting an octagon into the House of Representatives where Pelosi could wrestle on the floor with a Republican or Schiff could be wrestled to the floor by a Republican? And at least we, the people would be getting something for our tax dollars. Right now, we're getting nothing but people in suits and ties and dirty dresses stealing money from us. Next article on michaelsavage.com Battleground says seven and ten say U.S. on the edge of civil war. I'm so sorry I was ahead of my time with Stop the Coming Civil War. I apologize for having published it in 2013. I'm so sorry it was a bestseller in 2013. I'm so sorry to have seen what was coming. Also on my website, Savage to Make Rare, Public Appearance, Life as a Conservative in Liberal San Francisco. And again, for those of you who can't make it, you're one click away from coming to the event for only $9.85, the price of a, a lunch somewhere. After it's over, you can download it at your leisure, watch it, stop it, start it. And it should be a great night for those who are lucky enough to get in. It is sold out. I'm sorry. Even my friends can't get in. I have friends who want to go. They can't. And I, I have no control of the 80, 85 people who are getting in there. It's somewhere in a secret location in the city. But you can see it on video. I got a top team in there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Kurdish fighters allege Turkey used chemical weapons during ceasefire in Syria. But you don't care about that because they don't look like you. I mean, you, do you know any Kurds? You don't know what a Kurd is. You hear the word Kurd and you figure you don't care about them. So you figure, well, what do I care if they use chemical weapons? And as far as this truce goes, all right, I'm glad there's a truce. But at the end of the day, they already got what they want, the Turks, if you want my opinion. They got their 30-mile piece of land without doing very much. The U.S. created a power vacuum. Uh, the Turks moved in. They gassed people, shot people, bombed people. And took 30 miles of land. Turks are very happy. So Donald Trump announces today that he's lifting sanctions. That's probably because it was hurting our exports more than it was hurting Turkey, to be honest with you. That's all. In the end of the story, it's all money. At the end of the day, it's all dollars and cents. Why do you think it's anything more than that? So Richard Branson says Israel is a country of great entrepreneurs. Good for him. Virgin Air is not afraid to say Israel is a great country of great entrepreneurs because he's opened up routes from uh, uh, Heathrow, I think, or Gatwick over into uh, Tel Aviv with his airline. And it showed Branson getting on his knees, kissing the runway when he arrived in Israel, which I thought was amazingly brave of him, given the hatred by the left for Jews in Israel. Really amazing. Biden apologizes for calling Clinton impeachment partisan lynching. But hammers Trump again for using the term. Remember yesterday, Trump used the word lynching, that they're lynching him? Well, it turns out a lot of Democrats had used the word lynching before. They forgot it, though, because they all have Halfheimers. They have Demheimers. Let's call it Demheimers. I invented a new word for uh, Jumbo to steal by tomorrow. Jumbo will be using it in the morning, first thing in the opening. Jumbo will be using it as sure as I'm sitting here. We'll call it Demheimers. Demheimers is an, an ailment that Democrats suffer from where they forget their own hypocrisy. Biden apologizes for calling Clinton impeachment partisan lynching. Let's see. Human trafficking blamed for deaths of 39 people in back of truck in UK. Very tragic, horrible, but the lifeboat is full. Hmm. 
That is very sad. But what are you going to do with all the hundreds of millions of people who want to come to our countries for a free load, a free load job? Now, I know many of you are, are under the false impression that they all come here to work. This is the liberal credo. To them, it's like a religion. They all come here to work. All of them come here to work. Well, it's not true. And so I will go back to my opening gambit. What if all the illegal aliens left? Tina Grigo, journalist for the Denver Rocky Mountain News, wrote a column called, well, exactly that. She said she buried her nose as a reporter into the facts. And what she found is that an honest answer is demanded by 80% of Americans who demand secure borders. And what would happen if all, she says 20 million or more of them, vacated America? Well, it's more like 50 or 60 million. So we'll base these numbers on the 20 million, right? And you know, I had a weird, a weird thought before the show as I sit here talking to America on the Savage Nation. When have you last heard a discussion by President Trump or the Republicans or the Democrats about border, about illegal immigration? about the surge of illegals coming over the border, about the changing of our nation, about the loss of our language, about the loss of our borders, language, and culture, about the total and absolute loss of our borders, language, and culture because of the swarm of illegal aliens that are just coming in really with free will. There's almost nothing stopping them. And I had a weird thought, a really weird thought. Forgive me for having this weird thought, but have you noticed since this Ukraine business picked up, you have not heard one word about illegal immigration from the Republicans and certainly not from the president. So I said, well, what if it's a giant conspiracy of the Pelosi gang and the Republican gang? Because they all know it's a, a sham trial. Everyone knows it's going to go nowhere. Everyone knows that even if the House votes to impeach, it'll be overturned by the Senate, which is another giant waste of time. So why are they doing it? Aha, I thought. Maybe they're doing it to distract us from the fact that our demographics are changing so rapidly. Our nation is being sucked out of America so rapidly. America is being turned into a third world hellhole so rapidly. And maybe it's a conspiracy to distract us with a false impeachment story. Just a random thought. Didn't say it's true. Didn't say it's true. Back in a minute. Michael Savage, a host like no other. You know, let's be honest with each other. Most people weren't taught how to invest in school. I wasn't. No one taught me how to invest. And if you're like me, you probably wondered, why does Wall Street seem to win so consistently? How can I do more than just buy and hold? Is there a path to help me take better control of my financial future? Online Trading Academy wants you to start knowing now. As a leader in investing and trading education, Online Trading Academy teaches people just like you a step-by-step -step process designed to help you make the right moves in the financial markets. You're going to discover common investor mistakes. You'll learn about risk management skills. You'll learn how to develop a personal income and wealth education plan. And it's very simple to get started. OTA's flexible learning style lets you take classes at one of their more than 40 financial education centers or in an online classroom from the comfort and convenience of your home. Students have given Online Trading Academy a 94% satisfaction rating based on more than 190,000 reviews. No one will ever care about your financial future as much as you do. So now is the time to start learning how education can help you take better control of your financial future from now on. A strong economy is the best time to prepare for a bad one. What would you do if you knew skills designed to help you generate income and build confidence toward your retirement goals. Well, get started by joining the more than 500,000 people who have attended one of their free classes. Free. Sign up for a free three-hour introductory class at otatrade.com savage. I'll say it again. There is a free class in your area. You register by going to otatrade.com savage. Guess what? You'll even receive their professional insider's kit just for attending. Write this down. You got it? You ready to go? Here we go again. OTATrade.com slash savage. OTATrade.com slash savage. Begin taking control of your financial future today with no obligation. Once again, write it down and contact OTA 
trade.com slash savage. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. Okay, so journalists for the Denver Rocky Mountain News evaluated what if they all left, the illegal aliens. She says, in California, if 3.5 million illegal aliens move back to Mexico, it's probably double that. It would leave an extra uh, $10.2 billion to spend on overloaded school systems, bankrupt hospitals, and overrun prisons. It would leave highways cleaner, safer, and less congested. Everyone could understand one another as English became the dominant language again. Can you imagine that? It means 12,000 gang members would, re- would vanish out of Denver alone. Colorado would save more than $20 million in prison costs and the terror that those 7,300 alien criminals set upon local citizens. Denver officer Don Young and hundreds of Colorado victims would not have suffered death, accidents, rapes, and other crimes by illegals. Denver public schools would not suffer a 67% dropout flunk rate because of thousands of illegal alien students speaking 41 different languages. Denver's 4% unemployment rate would vanish as our working poor would gain jobs at a living wage. Now, that's just the beginning of her analysis. Does anyone agree with any of it so far? Because the mantra from the liberal left, which I call the illiberal left, is they all come here to work. And that if the illegal aliens left, why? They pay rent, they buy groceries, they buy clothing, and the economy would collapse if all of them left America. And so she analyzed it, this woman. And uh, in Chicago, she found that in Illinois, 2.1 million illegals would free up hospitals, schools, prisons, and highways for safer, cleaner, and more crime-free experience. If 20 million illegal aliens returned home, the U.S. economy would return to the rule of law. Employers would hire legal American citizens at a living wage. Everyone would pay their fair share of taxes because they wouldn't be working off the books. That would result in an additional $401 billion in IRS income taxes collected annually and an equal amount for local, state, and city coffers. No more confusion in American schools that now must contend with over 100 languages that degrade the educational system for American kids. Our overcrowded schools would lose more than 2 million illegal alien kids at a cost of billions in ESL and free breakfasts and lunches. We would lose 500,000 illegal criminal alien inmates at a cost of more than $1.6 billion annually. That includes 15,000 MS-13 gang members who distribute $130 billion in drugs annually and would vacate our country In cities like L.A., she writes, 20,000 members of the 18th Street Gang would vanish from our nation. No more Mexican forgery gangs for ID theft from Americans. No more foreign rapists and child molesters. Anyone disagree with any of this so far? Because I'm I'm open for debate here. Anyone agree with this or you're finding this offensive because you're a good liberal who has your head in the sand and you want to believe that all illegal aliens come here to work? No, they don't. They are killing us. They're destroying our borders, language, and culture. This is the Savage Nation. Be here or be nowhere. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Every day, President Trump is facing unprecedented obstruction and harassment from the liberal mob and their fake news allies. He's been exonerated twice, and they're still calling for his impeachment because they know Congress is their last hope. He needs your support now more than ever. Please text SAVAGE to 88022, S-A-V-A-G-E to 88022, and you're going to get official Trump alerts directly to your phone. You'll gain exclusive 2020 updates directly from President Trump himself. You'll be the first to know when new Trump merchandise is available. You'll even be able to give your input on key issues to help shape the 2020 campaign. Again, all you have to do is text SAVAGE to 88022. While Democrats and the fake news media have spent the last two years focused on bogus witch hunts, President Trump has been working around the clock to make America great again. Make sure you're getting your news directly from the source by texting SAVAGE to 88022. Again, be sure to text S-A-V-A-G-E to 88022. SAVAGE to 88022. 
This was paid for by the Trump Make America Great Again Committee, a joint fundraising committee authorized by and composed of Donald J. Trump for President, Inc., and the Republican National Committee that is dedicated to making America great again. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. You know, every once in a while we get a really special guest on The Savage Nation, and that is the case today. We have Senator Rand Paul with his new book, The Case Against Socialism. Is this book necessary now or what? Very much so. Senator Paul, always a pleasure, especially today. Thank you for being with us. Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me. So your book, you say, well, people say, well, it's the obvious. It's really not the obvious. Why is socialism suddenly casting such a spell of hypnosis on the young in America, do you think? Well, the short answer would be government schools. Uh, the long answer is I think we're just not teaching history anymore. And, you know, every example that you can think of of socialism in the last 100 years has really been associated with ultimately authoritarianism, but also ultimately famine and genocide. And it's not just one time. You know, it's not like one socialist here went awry and was a bad person. Mm. Time, time, and time again. And many times the left has started out liking the socialism until they find out there is starvation and then they change their mind. Venezuela is a prime example of that. Well, look, we have a real problem in the nation when you have that that young girl, Alexandria Occasional Cortex, I call her, because I think she's a half-wit. Yet she's extremely popular amongst a lot of other half-wits who do not fully understand the dangers of socialism. That has caused millions of deaths around the world, as you have so aptly described, and importantly so, in your new book, The Case Against Socialism. But I want to ask a bigger question. When we hear, when we raise these, these problems, Senator Paul, from the Bernies of the world, they say, well, we're not talking about uh, Russian type of socialism. We're talking about the Scandinavian model. What is that about? Why do they keep doing that? Well, because every other model of socialism hasn't worked. But you have to remember that Bernie was for Venezuelan socialism before he was against it. But let's say we only want to talk about democratic or Scandinavian socialism. My wife and I look at this very extensively in the book, and what we discover is, number one, they're not socialist. In fact, in Denmark, the prime minister of Denmark says to Bernie, hey, pipe down, quit calling us socialists. We're not. We're open for business. We have private property, private corporations and low corporate income taxes. In fact, for the last 20 years, hmm. Scandinavia has had corporate income taxes almost half of what hmm. they are in the United States. So there's a lot to be said about Scandinavia, but they aren't socialist. They do have a big welfare state. So Bernie and others says, oh, we got free college, free health care. But it's not really free. It's paid for by massive taxes on the working class and massive hmm. taxes on the middle class. And these are important questions, because this is the question that Elizabeth Warren's been sidestepping. She mm. wants to give all the same free stuff Bernie wants to give you, but he says, oh, we're just, we're just going to tax the top 1%. Turns out there's not enough money in the top 1%. To give all the so-called freebies they want to give away, you have to have massive taxes on the working class and the middle class. Well, look, I certainly agree with you. I've been fighting against socialism since I began on radio 25 years ago, because you know my, my, my father fled communism, socialism in Russia. I know what effect it had on people. And I think most people who fled the Iron Curtain certainly agree with you. How is it, though, I have to go back again to this Alexandria Occasional Cortex and so many like her who are brainwashed. We know the schools are bad, but why are the schools in love with socialism? Well, the polls are, are alarming. They're showing that over half of young people are, have a good perception of socialism. But when you ask them the next question, uh, what is socialism, only about 15% of the young people can tell you what it is, uh, the state ownership of the means of production, the state ownership of property. And so they're for something because they have this touchy-feely notion that it's about fairness or it's about equality mm. or it's about uh, income equality. It's about being nice to people. It's about free stuff from the government. And so it's important that we go through all of this of describing the previous types of socialism and how they went awry, but also to point to the, the stuff they say they want now and to make sure that they're honest about telling people that you can have the government do massive things and give you so-called free stuff 
as long as you're willing to pay massive taxes for it. They're selling it here, and the big lie of Bernie and AOC is they're, they're selling us a bill of goods. They're saying you can have free stuff, and we're only going to tax the rich people. It's sort of like Santa Claus has come to town. Who wouldn't be for free stuff that doesn't cost you anything? Mm-hmm. But it really does have a cost in massive taxes, but it also has a cost in that it cripples an economy, and ultimately economy can't uh, bear the weight of so many people being pulled in the wagon. Now, The Case Against Socialism by Senator Rand Paul is the book that we're talking about. I want to go to your practice as a doctor. Dr. Paul is a medical doctor, but people don't know he owned his own ophthalmology practice and performed eye surgery for 18 years. To me, that's a great credit, uh, and it shouldn't be ignored. But I know doctors who have left medicine because of the onerous nature, the onerous nature of government intrusion into the ability to practice medicine. Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, that's one of the saddest things I've experienced. You know, when I would go to the doctor's lounge in between cases to sit down and have lunch or to have a a Coke, what we would find is the doctor saying, I don't want my kids to be doctors. And that's a sad state of affairs because I I really, for me, it's been one of the most enjoyable parts of my life is being able to give people back vision through a skill that I learned and developed. And so it is sad, but it's getting worse and worse and worse. The red tape piles up, and we're not getting socialism uh, all in one fell swoop, but we're getting socialism stab by stab by stab. Every year, the government becomes further in, in charge of a bigger chunk of health care. Senator Paul, you know, as I look at the coming election in 2020, that's looming on the horizon between Donald Trump and whoever they pick on the other side. I think it really will be sort of a choice between socialism and our way of life or our system of life. And I I run into people from time to time say, oh, Trump is horrible. He's got to go. And I ask them point blank, what has Trump done that's actually affecting you negatively? You know they have no answer. Yeah, and the opposite's actually true. If, if people really want to look at the facts, the average median income is up $4,000. So the median income, I think, went from sixty-two dollars to $66,000 in our country under Trump. The liberals complain about the tax cuts, but it turns out when we cut the tax rates, more tax revenue actually came in. The reason the deficit widened is because we didn't have the discipline to cut spending. Some of us did, but unfortunately we have a bunch of big government Republicans and a bunch of Democrats who don't care about the debt. I agree a thousand percent. The book is called The Case Against Socialism by Senator Rand Paul. Senator, what do you think of this? I mean, look, it's it's a loaded question, admittedly. This has been going on for years. It's going to go on right through the election. The House will no doubt impeach the president. Don't you agree with that? I think probably. But I think what people will come to believe is that the Democrats are acting in a very partisan way because everything they're accusing the president of, they've been doing themselves. Is it not a quid pro quo that Hillary Clinton actually gave money for information on Donald Trump to a British spy? Christopher Steele, that Mm. sounds like quid pro quo. Is it not true that John Brennan also Mm. was soliciting information from foreign spy agencies about Donald Trump? Mm. It goes on and on. Is it not true that Joe Biden went to Ukraine and said, we're going to threaten your aid unless you quit investigating my son's company? Mm. You know, it's 100 percent true. And of course, the Democrats are experts at smear tactics. Uh, What bothers me the most right now are the secret hearings the secret trial, secret witnesses, it's something out of the Soviet Union. How did they get away with this? Well, the only body we control is the Senate, and we aren't doing enough over here. I've, I've been saying that our committee chairman, we should be holding public hearings on all the secret hearings. And so we should have all of these people come in. And frankly, Hillary Clinton should be asked the question, did you pay a foreign spy to get dirt on Donald Trump during the campaign? That's a big question. That's worse than anything that they're accusing Donald Trump of. And Hillary Clinton did it. And it's, it's out there for the taking. And no one's denying that she paid a British spy to get dirt and that this British spy actually went to Russian spies and tried to get dirt. And then it turned out none of the stuff they said about him in this dossier was true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty dirty stuff. It's third worldish what's going on. And I believe personally that it's backfired on the Democrats. I truly believe I'm talking about the independents now. They know they know very well what you're saying is true. And I don't think the Democrats are going to come out very well from it. But that having been said, that's not going to stop them from their fake impeachment inquiry, nor their secret hearings, secret trials, etc. Uh, what happens in the Senate? This is a weird question, but 
I'm getting the odd feeling that there are Republicans who are liable to turn on the president. What do you think? You know, behind closed doors, I don't hear much of it at all. There are one or two that I think could vote for impeachment. Hmm. But I would say that, uh, you know, it takes 20. There's 47 Democrats. Hmm. It take 20 Republicans for impeachment to happen. Fortunately, our founding fathers, while they did put this in there, and it can be abused by a simple majority in the House, it can only be concluded by, you know, a two-thirds of the Senate. So we're looking at 67 votes. 20 Republicans would have to vote for it. And I just don't see that happening. So I think it's going to be almost entirely party line in the House and almost entirely party line in the Senate. I want to go back to your book. It's an important book. It's not just a throwaway book. It's not just fluff to sell a book. The book is The Case Against Socialism by the great guest, Senator Rand Paul. But you go into false science in Chapter 36, Socialism and Climate Change Alarmism Go Together. It's a topic near and dear to me. In the, in the fact that a bu- book that I wrote a couple of years ago, I did a whole chapter on the Vostok ice core samples. But you cite evidence from uh, previous geophysicists and astronomers, including the Serbian geophysicist Milutin Milanovic. And he explained the extreme climate change cycles in the Earth's history based upon the, varia- the variations in the Earth's tilt, the wobbly of the, uh, of the axis, axial precision the eccentric nature of the Earth's orbit. Why is it that the socialists have latched on to so-called alarmism about the uh, climate? Well, this is interesting. We found that several of the leaders were actually frank and open and admitted that the climate change movement was not all about pollution, that it was also about socialism. It was about redistributing wealth from Mm. the rich countries to the poor countries. But the other question I have for these global warming climate alarmists is, so we, we know from Milosevic that there are natural cycles. They're about 100,000 years long. Interestingly, about 80,000 years out of 100 is an ice age, and about 20,000 is a warming area where we are now. But the interesting thing is, as I ask global warming people all the time, I say, well, this is what happens in nature. You don't deny that, this, that we have a natural cycle. And they say no. And I say, well, the next question that's really important is, how much of climate change now is nature and how much is man? And they look at you like they've never been asked the question, but then they respond immediately without thinking, oh, it's 100% man now. Man has overtaken the natural cycle. In reality, that's a question. And that's just something that is not known. And I'm willing to admit that man has influence over um, pollution and over global warming, but we should try to minimize pollution. But we shouldn't do that at the expense of uh, the, the economy and the economic growth that comes from civilization. And I think those saying the world's going to end in 12 years and teaching that to our kids, they really should be fired and dismissed from teaching school if they're teaching people the world's going to end in 12 years. <laughs> right. They keep changing it. Nine years, 12 years. Look, before the senator goes, there's a great, great quote in your book. And uh, you're talking about the socialist Green New Deal where there's no dissent permitted. And you write about the great Russian writer who the Soviets executed in 1940 named Isaac Babel. And he made a remark concerning the pervasiveness of Soviet surveillance and control of speech. And he wrote, today, a man only talks freely to his wife at night with the blankets pulled over his head. And then you say, my wife, Kelly, and I sometimes feel the same way, never knowing when our iPhones are eavesdropping. That's very chilling, Senator Paul. It is, and it is worrisome, because it's not only the technology of a private company listening, then we have to deal with the fact that our, our country, via James Clapper, the hater of Donald Trump, lied to us and said that they weren't collecting all of the data on our phone calls, when in reality, they were collecting every minute and every person and every place you called Every bit of metadata on every phone call is being collected mm. in Utah, and that is an ominous thing. That is a precursor to authoritarianism. It's not a guarantee that you're going to get a dictatorship, but when they have all the information about you, all it takes is a bad person to become in charge of your government to really be worrisome. This is a very daring and very detailed book, and I highly recommend The Case Against Socialism by Senator Rand Paul, a true hero in the United States Senate, in my opinion. Senator Paul, thank you so much for being with us on The Savage Nation. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. We shall return to take your calls and comments on this book or the other topics in a moment. My community is The Savage Nation, and it's time we got savage! 
It is the Savage Nation. We have only a minute left in this hour, right? That's all we have. And we had Senator Rand Paul on with the case against socialism. If you missed the interview, it will be on my podcast, which is posted about an hour after the radio show ends. And we have one more live hour on the program. If you care to comment on Senator Paul's book on socialism in general or on the vast destruction of America by the illegal aliens that is ongoing. And yet we're being told the opposite. Again, we're taking calls at 855-400-SAVAGE. I am quoting also from an article on what if all the illegal aliens left America? What would the financial impact be? What would the social impact be? And a true journalist for the Denver Post named Tina Grigo did the math. And she said she's not Democratic, not Republican, not liberal, and not conservative. She's just a good reporter. And she analyzed what happens if 20 million of them left America. Well, it's more like 40 million of them. What about the effect upon our schools, hospitals, prisons, and highways? Has anyone taken a road trip recently and seen the gridlock on the highways? You don't think it's coming from the crowding? Remember when the liberals all talked about overpopulation? How come they have nothing to say about the illegal aliens' overpopulation? The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I've just come from inside that star chamber room where they've been trying to conduct an impeachment, impeachment hearing in secret. The witness they had in that room was a Deputy Associate Secretary of Defense. I'm on the Armed Services Committee. They would not let the witness go forward with us in the room, even though we're on the Committee of Jurisdiction. This is a sham. And they just showed the sham that it is by the way they conducted themselves just now. They're also threatening to file ethics complaints against those of us from the House that want to be in the room. And that shows more than anything else that they'll stop at nothing. House Republicans... Storm closed door Trump impeachment hearing in a secret room conducted by the Nazi fascist socialist from hell, Adam Schiff, who should be thrown into a prison himself for having hijacked Congress. Welcome to our number two. How do you feel about the fact that this rat, this rat has stolen democracy right out, right out from under us? There's no other word for Adam Schiff. A rat steals things. A rat goes into a house and steals food. A man like Schiff goes into a House of Representatives and steals freedom. Listen to what Senator uh, Congressman Steve Scalise had to say about the secret closed-door Trump impeachment hearing being conducted by the rat Adam Schiff. Listen to O2. The fact that Adam Schiff won't even let the press in. You can't even go in and see what's going on in that room. Voting members of Congress are being denied access from being able to see what's happening behind these closed doors where they're trying to impeach the president of the United States with a one-sided set of rules. They call the witnesses. They don't let anybody else call the witnesses. They don't even let the president's legal counsel question people who are making baseless allegations. Maybe in the Soviet Union, this kind of thing is commonplace. This shouldn't be happening in the United States of America, where they're trying to impeach a president in secret behind closed doors. Well, I blame Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is the woman who has stolen our democracy, almost snatched it like a cat right out from under us, stole it, installed a Soviet system and tells us it's totally legal to do so. I mean, I'm asking you, is there any independent out there who's as outraged as most of us are about these secret hearings with no witnesses being called by someone in support of the president, no lawyers present in support, present in support of the president, no press permitted? Is this the nation that you wanted to emerge in the United States of America under this gangster regime that Nancy Pelosi has installed into the United States of America? I think that this is telling of what's coming in this country. 
we keep hearing rumblings of a civil war. To see these mild-mannered, all-white guy Republicans storm behind the closed door that that rats, the rats in the Democrat Party are conducting this Soviet-style hearing is indicative of the fact that we're breaking down as a nation. And what is happening in Congress is going to happen in the streets of America. Schiff has to be removed. Schiff has to be removed, and I'll tell you something else. I think Pelosi should be tried for what she is doing. Now, the House will never impeach Pelosi because they're all Democrats and she controls the purse strings. But there must be something Pelosi has done in her many, many years in Congress that is impeachable. And I think it's time the Republicans stepped up and impeached Nancy Pelosi for the crimes she has currently committed against our freedom and against our system of government. In the last hour, I had Senator Rand Paul on with his book, good book, The Case Against Socialism. If you get a comment on any of this, the phone number is 855-47282. Or your experiences with illegal aliens and the takeover of America's hospitals, schools, etc. Do you have any idea why your hospitals are bankrupt? Do you have any idea why our educational systems, which were once the best in the world, are now amongst the worst? Do you have any idea why our prisons have become third world prisons? Do you have any idea why our highways are crowded? I know all the liberals used to call it uh, population issues. Somehow they're not concerned about illegal aliens and their population issues. And I think push is coming to shove. I think people have had enough. Where it will go is anyone's guess. Again, 855-407-282. And before I take my first caller, who seems to love uh, socialism, I don't know why he would live here if he loves socialism, I want to invite you to go to michaelsavage.com. I want you to call 855-400-SAVAGE. I want you to reserve your spot at the event, Life as a Conservative in Liberal San Francisco. You can't get in. It's sold out. But at least you can get a video copy of the event for a, uh, you know, pay-per-view kind of thing. It's not live, but you're going to be able to watch it on demand, so to speak, in the privacy of your own home. Richard in Oakland, line four. What's your topic, please? Uh, Richard. Yeah, go ahead. You're on the Savage Nation. Talk. Okay, okay, thank you. Can you speak up, please? We can't hear you. You can't hear me? Go ahead, talk. Okay. First of all, your screener got it wrong. I do not like socialism. I abhor socialism. I'm 81 years old, lived under 12 or 13 presidents, and I've never seen such garbage going on. What I, the first thing I'd like to say is it seems like the, uh, the conservatives are always trying to explain where the, the liberals are wrong and everything and trying to explain what they're talking about. The thing is, what they need is to have a label. They're traitors. Uh, rather than saying, oh, we're going to have to explain what they're saying. No, they're traitors. And, and treat them as that. So, so do you believe that Nancy Pelosi is a traitor by what she's doing with the secret hearing, secret witnesses Absolutely. in a locked room? Absolutely. Absolutely. They all are. They're violating their oath of office and the law of the land. That's, a, that's exactly where it's at. But the other thing, uh, when you talk uh, with Rand Paul, what I'm saying is we all keep saying we hate communism and socialism, and uh, we're always pointing out how bad it is. Well, let's take a look at capitalism. I wouldn't have it any other way. But what about uh, the lobbyists? How about the, the uh, uh, representatives that go into Congress and come out millionaires? All right, no, sir. We know that there are. We know there are many problems with our system of government. But would you say that it's not a superior uh, system to most socialist systems? Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, it's superior. But so, what are we arguing over then? Nothing's perfect. Why, why are people starting to look at socialism? Because they, they see the, all the things that are going on here, the inner cities, the monopolies, the price-fixing, the... Uh, yeah, well, I came from a poor background. It didn't stop me from killing myself to get ahead. Why don't they work harder? They could work their way out of poverty. Well... No, no one gave me anything. Why don't they just work harder instead of complaining and burning a city down? I'm not saying that they're going to uh, burning the city down. But why should... Why should uh, regents of the universities be paid so much money and you pay hundreds of dollars for a book just to go to school there's something I wrong i don't know i i had to pay it too i hated it i had to imagine i had to buy a textbook when i went to college could you imagine that what about all right yes there's a lot of problems i understand that here's an interesting article by terence jeffrey in cns news 
which is about the $3.2 trillion in federal programs which transfer income, transfer income. And they are hidden as uh, payments for individuals, PFIs or something like that. And you're not going to believe what I'm about to tell you. Uh, Let me go back in time. In 1940, the federal government spent only 2.1% of GDP on payments for individuals, 2.1%. Do you know what they are today? Payments for individuals are projected to account for 67.9% of all federal spending this fiscal year. Did you hear that? Now, what, what do we mean by payments for individuals? What exactly is the government doing? What do these mean? What is this? Cash paid directly to people, or they may take the form of the provision of services? What is this all? Well, medical care is the number one thing that we're spending our money on. Medical care. And that includes medical care in veterans' hospitals. I know it's a sensitive issue, but I'm giving you the data. The payment of medical bills, example, Medicare. They also include subsidies to reduce the cost of housing below market rates. You know how many illegal aliens get those checks? Food and nutrition assistance, such as SNAP, formerly known as food stamps. Do you know what that costs us? I have all the data right here. It's an amazing story. The federal government is going bankrupt with these payments to individuals. We cannot afford them, and that is why we're running such a huge deficit. Phone number is 855-407-282. California Howard, line one. What's your topic, please? Yeah, I got an illegal alien update for you, Michael. This is breaking news out of El Dorado County. There was a call late last night or early this morning of a break-in at a pot farm. So they send an El Dorado County Sheriff deputy out there. He gets there. Two reported illegal aliens open fire on him and kill him, shoot him down dead. Then he has isn't that isn't that how they do it in Mexico in the narco states? I guess so. They shoot him dead, but it's not not over yet. He has a ride along with him. He's another deputy from another county. He opens fire, returns fire. They shoot him. He's wounded. So you have one dead El Dorado. Oh sheriff officer another wounded um deputy and uh two illegal aliens just open fire on them now what do the illegal aliens have automatic weapons and the cops are firing handguns no doubt um i don't know about that but probably because it was an amp what what was the initial uh contact over i missed that when you got on the show the initial contact was a call about a breaking in a pot farm breaking into a pot farm okay okay got it yeah, and it's, breaking into a pot farm, okay. Yeah. And it's a private land, it's a private pot row. But you know Eldorado County how big some of those estates can be. So this could easily be, you know, a narc- you No, know, this is a major issue not only in California but in most of America, which is the crime spree that illegal aliens are conducting across America, whether it's against individuals competing with, with them for money or the Kate Steinle type of situation. It is a it's a crime wave that Gav- Governor Newsom is sweeping under the rug. Because they are his major constituency, we all know that. And the press probably did not report it. Did they report that in the uh, local San Francisco newspaper about the illegal aliens who killed a cop? Has it made the paper yet? No, but I, I have an inside source who's working on it, and it's, uh, it's going to come out. Well, they'll blame the cop. For, for right st- no, they'll probably blame the cop for interfering with the commerce of the illegal alien who was just trying to make a living to survive in evil capitalist America. Very sad story. Sorry that you have to report such bad news on the program, but that's an example, another example, of the meltdown of America because of the invasion of the nation. Michael Savage, a host like no other. So yesterday was a big day for the lynching uh, controversy created by the uh, criminal, corrupt, traitorous Democrats. And you would think that uh, no other person had ever used the word lynching uh, to, let us say, exemplify politics in America. For example, when Clarence Thomas was electronically lynched, he said I was electronically lynched. And it was very, very, very accurate at the time. So Trump said it was like a lynching what they're doing to him. Well, of course, the usual suspects went berserk yesterday, saying, how dare you appropriate the word lynching? There's nothing to compare it to. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. 
Well, Grabian, which is a service, put together a montage of your friends, the good liberal Democrats, in 1998, repeatedly likening the Clinton impeachment to, guess what, lynching in clip six. Even if the president should be impeached, history is going to question whether or not this was just a partisan lynching. The lynch mob, though, Mr. President, now has a new leader. It is wrong. It is a you know, verbal political lynching on the floor of the Senate. My votes are a protest against an unfair process. The inequities in the impeachment process have been glaring. What we are doing or what we are doing here is not a prosecution, it's a persecution. And indeed, it is a political lynching. So I will not vote for this nightmare before Christmas. I will not vote for this lynching in the people's house. This day feels to me like we're taking a step down the road to becoming a political lynch mob. And for those of you who say that this isn't about sex, I agree with you. This is about getting rid of the President of the United States. The whole idea is a lynch mob mentality that says this man has to go. That's the whole thing. It's fabulous. So it just shows you, you know, what goes around comes around. When Clinton was being impeached, which, by the way, you can check my records. I know they're still on the Internet. I opposed the impeachment of Bill Clinton for the crimes they brought against him. I thought it was an outrage. I thought it was a waste of time. Uh, There are things that Bill Clinton did that were seriously, let us say, questionable, maybe even impeachable. But uh, Stupping Monica Linsky was not one of them. In fact, well, let's let it go. It's a family show. I, you know, just the thought of doing it unto itself is nauseating with anyone, but with her on top of it all. All right, let's let it go to each his own. You know, one man's uh, meat is another man. No, I'm getting myself deeper in. I just about to say one man's meat is another man's poison. That could be misinterpreted. One man's Lewinsky is another man's poison. Does that work for you? I don't think that was impeachable. So he was a dirtbag. So he was a filth. So he was a degenerate. So he was a pervert. Is that impeachable? I don't think so. It had to be high crimes and misdemeanors. And I don't think uh, pleasuring himself with a kind of homely intern was impeachable. I thought it was disgusting, but not impeachable. Nothing Trump has done is impeachable whatsoever. Schiff should be impeached. The Westwood One Podcast Network. 